problem because I don't understand why you got to take something that's perfectly good and mess it up. See, brand name. Brand names mean something. Shut, up, you Shut the fuck up! Go ahead, Frank. I'm sorry about that bullshit. Blue Magic. That's a brand name. Like Pepsi. That's a brand name. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. Usually I don't do these type of intros, a proper introduction, but I'm going to do it this time. Uh, Everybody that's listening, welcome to Kayfabe Ain't Dead, episode 27. Uh, usually y'all know I do wrestling with my boy, my co-host, Barry. Uh, but today I'm doing something a little different. I got Nelson on once again. Shouts out to my boy, Nelson. How you doing today, bro? What's up, Banks? I'm Bike. Talking, talking sports. We're not talking about Jim Jones ad libs. Yeah, that, <laughs> I like the episode though. You know, it was it was a little bit of wrestling related, but for the most part, we just you know gave Jones his flowers as you know everybody should. So that this time true. we just back you know talking wrestling. I mean, if we it, this is esque. You know what we doing today is New York, definitely. But it's sports related to a certain degree where we right. just got matchups though. What's the hashtag? Uh everything is wrestling. I mean, yeah, everything uh, like is wrestling. Out. We've seen it all year. <laughs> We've seen it all year, man. Facts. That is a fact. But yeah, man, just want to, you know, bring on Nelson again, you know, as he has everything he's getting ready to start. I'm about to start calling you basically like the ambassador of Clubhouse because every time you hit me, nah. you definitely – it's out of you or Joe Button, bro. No, definitely. All right, you are dragging it, bro. Nah, just because I happen to be admitting uh, pretty serious. I mean, I, yeah, it actually is it, I would say, because, you know, there's a lot of people following, but I don't know. I ain't Joe Button. Joe Button go to sleep and wake up on Clubhouse. I do not do that. I just go where I got to go, and I dip out. That's it, man. No, but you administrate the rooms properly. You know what I mean? When I'm on there I mean, every once a month, I come through and I see what's going on. But the thing is, when I come through, I don't see you on there. So I just be like, all right, I don't see anybody I know on here. So I'm going to head out. And I just put a lot of apps. Yeah, no, it's just the thing is a lot of people there just, they'll be in there just yelling. Like, it just sounds like happy hour. And it's just like, nah, man, like, that, like, it's one mic, you know, speak respectfully in my best Mark Jackson impersonation. And if you're going to, if you're going to talk like, cause the thing is with like, I moderate sport, the sports rooms that I'm in, the two sports clubs I'm on, um, which are, we are sports, which is more sports related and the tactical, which is the bat, which is a basketball room. So like with that, we tell people like the, the, like, it's like, my thing is I, the hashtag I always say is show your work. Cause you know how dudes just say anything on Twitter, and then they have nothing to back it up. Like they just say stuff just to get outrage and just to be like, you know what I mean? Like just to get some type of interaction. Like I'm not like that. It's like, bro, if you're gonna say something, like at least back it up. You're not just gonna get in. You're not just gonna get your chance to speak and say some bullshit because then we're just gonna put you straight in the gulag. Like we're not doing that. Like I, I don't play that. The other people I run the rooms with don't play that either. So. 
which I like. Like, you know, I don't mind, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, banks, like, we joke around, like, it's whatever. But when it comes to actually talking sports, bro, we're not, I'm not doing that, bro. Yeah. No, definitely, because, you know, you got a lot of, and it seems to be during this pandemic, a lot of goofiness has been happening. But now it seems to be a lot more burner accounts than it was before the pandemic. Like, I've literally seen, and you, you were a different type of weirdo if you were making, uh, a Twitter account that says like LaFraud and all these kind of like fifth grader names. It's like, dude, who spends time doing this and, you know, trying to break down exactly how you want to title? Like, the thing is with me, and I'm going to say this being from LA, I've always had a disdain for Laker fans to a certain degree because a lot of them wanted prior to, you know, this year, when LeBron signed, which was two years ago, and it seems like it's it's been way shorter than that, you know, they always said, like, we're going to get this player, we're going to get this player. But when they're <laughs> winning, yeah, like when Laker fans, when they're winning, it's a lot of trash talk. But then when they're hey, not winning, it, it's silent. And for the most part, throughout their whole tenure in Los Angeles before, well, you know, before they left Minneapolis, a lot of people don't know that, the Lakers are in Minneapolis. That's why mm-hmm. y'all need to watch more basketball. Do your history. But, you know. Shout out George Mikan. Please do your. Uh, can we shout out George Mikan? How we know he wasn't racist? That is, that is true. Yeah, he is a white man. So, I, that I, was, I, you I, know, being a, a 6'5 white center was probably like the greatest privilege you could have in America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then again, true. Hey, you want to hear something crazy? Like, we're talking about the Lakers and stuff. So, you know how you realize he's actually really good? Like, is like a GOAT-level player. And I know people joke on him because he dribbled with one hand all the time. Bob Cousy. Yeah, Yo, Bob Cousy. Bob Coo- Red Auerbach had to told him, like, hey, if you stop doing that that New York City playground shit, like, you, like if you turn it over, like, you, like that's it. I'm, I'm benching you. So that's, why he, that's why he chilled with that. But Bob Cousy, Bob Cousy was then them Lamelo ball back passes that the behind the back passes that Lamelo ball be looking nice for. Bob Cousy was doing like three of them in a quarter, bro. Well, that's because the floor was so shorter than what it is now. It wasn't so that is true. Like half, you know, half break was something new then. That's why he was running on half break with passes, and it was like, oh my god. I mean, Dipsy do Bob Cousy, Dipsy do Bob Cousy. I mean, that's why, I mean, listen, we, we, we like to make the joke that, like, you know, the, them dudes were playing with Milkman, but they did what they had to do. They dominated. So, I mean, that's not their fault. They just played what's in front of them. Yeah, they definitely would have, you know, now you couldn't even get them on the court, man. They they played oh, in Chucks, man. too. That's cr- that's the wild part. Like, bro, playing in Chucks, my, my ankles hurt thinking about it. Yeah, that's why their career span would be like seven years. And it's probably because, you know, they have actual jobs, too. Right. <laughs> like, imagine being a construction worker and then you work you gotta 10 go. shift, then you got to go who? You got to go play Will Chamberlain? That's crazy. Yeah, that's why he was – well, Will was probably like the tallest NBA player of all time at that point. So, imagine trying to – that's why they probably didn't guard him. Like, you know, when they – say all these stats about 50 20 i believe that more so than 100 point game but you know he averaged a 
in one season. I don't have the year in front of me right now, but he put up 50, 20 in one season. It was like, well, it's not that hard to do when you like at that point, I think he was like six, seven, six, eight, maybe a little bit taller now. I'm probably discrediting Will. Nah, I think Will was like seven, seven foot. Okay. That makes more sense. But you know what? I'm going in, in my mind how who's listed at six, eight. Right. They had that man. Uh, Bill Russell. Up. Bill Russell. De- thank you. I was about to say Byron Russell. About to disrespect hey, you. You disrespect. Yeah, don't disrespect Bill Russell. Byron Bill Russell. Hand, got disrespected. Yeah, by Jordan. He still said it wasn't a push off. Like, oh, it, or he did say it was a. Push nah, off. he said it was a push. Man, he got crossed, bro. I'm sorry. Y'all was hand checking. You see, that's yeah. the thing with 90s ball. They were, they were hand checking like crazy, which I, you know, I don't knock because, like, at the end of the day, that was the era. I'm like, fam, you cannot be like, yo, he pushed off of me while y'all, y'all be hand checking, like, nonstop for 47 minutes. Like, yeah, that's the thing, too, that get me kind of hot. Like, when they talked about, you know, Jordan had nobody to play against, these other players had nobody to play against. Well, they still had hard defense. Like, did y'all not bro, see the bad boy Pistons doc? Did y'all not bro, see the last dance? That's you see, this is thank you, thank you, Banks. This is, this is why I say hashtag show your work because these people be talking about yo, Jordan played. I'm like, fam, do you understand how many teams were good that Jordan had to beat every year? Like, bro, for three years, for two almost three years, he couldn't beat the Pistons. Er, bro, his rookie, his rookie two, his first two, three years, the Celtics with Bird and Dennis Johnson and, and Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale. Like, he had to go against those guys. Like, Jordan had very good adversaries, like, every year. Like, you got to think about that. He played the Celtics, you know, la- obviously, like I said, Liabird Celtics. Then Liabird's back disintegrated. So then you have, then he played against the Pistons. Then you had the Knicks, you had the Heat. You had, um, I mean, who who else did? I mean, th- just listen. We already rattled off three or four really good teams in the East, right? You know those are saying? those are basically classic teams. Like all y'all people that actually don't watch basketball and you go by NBA Two K, right. you go by that bull. Then you try to say all these teams that need to be classic teams. Those were in fact classic teams. Like they that Pistons team, ninety seven ninety eight season. They had the Dale brothers which is uh was it anthony and uh Anthony. they're not brothers i think but Antonio the, the davis brothers yeah the davis they're not, brothers they're not brothers but i feel you i think it was yeah i thought they was like brothers brothers no yeah, i thought they nah. were like brothers i don't think so yeah i'm about to look that up but they had they had the, the dale brothers uh they had they had Chris Mullen, or Chris, older, yeah, Chris, older Mullen. Chris Mullen, Reggie, Rick Smith, Mark Jackson, Mark, old Mark Jackson, Rick Smith, who Shaq has said, like, dude, he's he's had a lot of problems with him. And like, yeah. if you see Rick Smith, Rick Smith is like seven three, which is crazy, yeah. but he wasn't he like a- he didn't have weight on him. But mm-hmm. Shaq said, like, he gave him the most problems, and maybe it's the height difference, even though Shaq is like seven foot, seven foot one. But it's just certain type of players. Like, we've heard certain players that just body you up. That wouldn't even be on an all-defensive first-team selection. They just give you the biggest problems. Like, I think Joe Dumars has been in an all-NBA first-team defensive selection. But Jordan, if I'm not mistaken, had the hardest problems with him. I mean, Gary Payton gave him a problem, too. But he said Gary Payton didn't body him, which is a lie. But the first two games of that – 
1996 finals, Gary Payton was giving him a business. I think Jordan, like, field goal percentage was like 35. Yeah, it wasn't that good. I know. But Joe Dumars really was giving him the business. I mean, look at the way. And in the West, bro, we just talked about the East already with his own conference. Then you talk about the West. You had, you know, um, you had the Jazz, obviously, those two years, the Blazers, the Sonics, the Rockets, all very good teams. The oh, yeah, Suns the, as oh, yeah, well. The Suns, the Magic also. Yeah. Shit, the only year really, if you want to really talk about it, that like he didn't face either the best, if not the best, the second best in the West was uh, ironically the year that Jordan didn't retired. And that's when um the Sonics lost to uh, Denver when Mutombo. When they were the first AC to be the one seed. Yeah. So it's wild. Like when people do that whole joint, like it's like, okay, yeah, you some people like it's like, okay, you're trying to be funny, but it really isn't funny if you really think about it. Like all of those East teams that Jordan won against have 51, 61 seasons. Yeah, and that's when the East had like stars. Like on the East every was team. crazy. The East was crazy. Like and this he, year, this 2020, 2021 season is the first time in a while where you know, every team in the East basically has a star or all-star. Right, right. Especially, like, in the top five or six seeds. Like, and you can even go to the second-tier teams. You could go into the uh, to the Atlanta Hawks in the East at one point. You could go to, you know, you could go to the Hornets and and, and, the, the, and the likes of those. But, like, the bro, Cavs. And the, the Cavs in the late the Cavs, 80s. Nobody talks about the Cavs. And the Cavs had an actually really good team. You had Elo, Mark, I mean, Price, Mark Price, Harper, Brad Doherty, Elo. Chris Elo, right? Craig Elo, Craig Elo. Craig Elo, my fault. Craig Elo. What's, homie, oh, what's the dude's name? Harrod Williams. Um, Before he went to the Jazz, what is the dude's name? Antoine Carr. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might have been a little bit before Jordan, but still, like, the Cavs were nice, too. They, look, we just – people talk about it. We just realized, damn, Cleveland was also, like, a cold-ass team. Like, both conferences respectfully had really good teams that Jordan beat. I mean, yes, he didn't get past a couple, and, you know, we know what it was. But, like, if you really take away Jordan and look at the scopes of those teams, all those teams were very solid teams. Like, Jordan was not just playing against milkmen, bro. The 60s, you can make that argument, I guess. But the 90s, absolutely not. He played against the best of the best, and he beat the best of the best. You know what I mean? Right. I want to see his stats, like, because we we naming off all these teams. I want to see his stats, and it's probably, you know, Jordan's stats, no matter who he played against. But I want to see how he fared against the Nuggets when they had Adrian Danley. That's a pretty interesting stat. Was it the Jets? Oh, he's on the Danley was on the Jazz or the Nuggets? I think he played for both. Let me see. I know he played for the, the Jazz as well. He played for the Pistons. No, he I know played that for, the for Pistons. sure, but they traded him. And then he was. But then they traded him to get uh, Rick Mahorn. Either that or Mark Aguirre. I forgot. No, I'm sorry. They got Rick Mahorn, I think, because Danley was, Danley was kind of being a hater, allegedly. Yeah. Well, no, it was on the bad boy doc. They they talked about it, but you know, he said he wasn't a hater, but yeah, but I mean that's pretty obvious when you're like, damn, this guy about to take my minute. I want to go. But yeah, like Jordan went against the Jordan went against the gauntlet. Like, I don't care what anybody says, like those teams are really good teams. Every team that they that he happened to go against. I mean, obviously there's the eight seeds and whatever, but 
when you talk about like the elite of the East, the East has some. Listen, Jordan robbed Ewing of a ring. Jordan probably robbed the Pacers of a ring. Jordan robbed. I mean, Jordan robbed a lot of teams of rings. That we'd be having totally different conversations about. He had uh, you know, he not played or had he not won some of those rings. So hey, that Bucks team was fired too, but I'm trying to get the year right. And who what was Bucks, on that team? What Bucks team? Because I know they were ass in the mid-90s. Nah, but that mid-80s team, because they one oh, player like, went oh, like uh with Moncrief in them. Yeah, Sidney Moncrief is two-time defensive player of the year, if I'm not mistaken. City, yeah, Sidney Moncrief is is um almost overrated, which I did not mean to say in any form or fashion. He's low key no, under. It took it took him a little while to get into the Hall of Fame. I think he's in the Hall of Fame. It took him a while to get in too. He didn't just Sydney like Moncrief. he didn't just get in for his ballot. He had to wait a little bit. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now because I know he played at the one and the two. But yeah, he just he just got in the Hall of Fame, two-time defensive player of the year. Like I said, five-time All-Star, five-time All NBA defensive first team. Right. Yeah. What what year did what year did Moncrief get into the Hall of Fame? What 2018, maybe? It had to be recent. I'm trying to check right now because basketball reference doesn't have it up. So let me check on the actual Wikipedia. On Wikipedia. Yeah, that might be shut down, unfortunately. They, well, they say every year they're going to get shut down. They never do. Yeah, he played on the Bucks from 79 to 89, so Jordan had to go through him. Right. And he was defensive nah, player Jordan. of the year in 84, but Jordan was already a rookie. Yeah, that would, yeah. Yeah, nah, I know Moncrief was definitely a defensive player of the year. I didn't know he was twice, but yeah, man. he Listen, man, jo listen. Long story short, Jordan had to go through what he had to go through, bro. And you can and in that in that sense, I know people kind of gloss over those teams because Jordan beat them, but a lot of those teams were really good. And I'm not saying that because you know my Knicks were part of that era, but if you really go and look at the scope of all those other teams Jordan had to go against, they were very good teams. Absolutely. And you know, that's why I never really get into the debate about the LeBron Jordan thing, because with me, right. I'm kind of like, all right, man, I you know. It's right there, and, you know, why take away from one player to the next? But, you know, a lot of LeBron stands, and I'm trying to think they fan base, or which they are. They He he has a fan base, and it's not to not LeBron because he's one of my favorite players ever too, but it's he has that fan base where, you know, they call everything right. a classic. Like, where we at right now Yo, in this time, like, if it's not you. a classic, then it's trash. It's like, no, nah, it could be, be good, great. And then bad. You know what I've learned the hard way? You could tell somebody, people will tell you LeBron's the greatest. And you could say, no, he's not, but he's like top five all time. And people take that as ultimate disrespect. Like, can do you understand how hard it is to be a top five greatest player of all time? It's it's almost impossible. And we didn't expect him. Listen, I remember in 2002. I found out LeBron about LeBron and Carmelo when I was watching that Oak Hill versus uh, St. Vincent's. There you go. I that was, the, was, that was the Mellow. That's when they, I think he and Mellow played each other. Or yeah, was that the yeah. year before? No, that was the same year. There was the same year. Because Mellow yeah, technically. They played each other twice. Yeah, Mellow's a year older than him, I think. Yeah, because, you know, Oak Hill had a lot of like, if you offensively great, you can go to Oak Hill. 
I think before he went overseas, Brandon Jennings went there. Yeah, Brandon uh, Jennings went there. Definitely. Josh Smith went there. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I was about a to lot say of people gone, A lot of people have gone to Oak Hill, definitely. Yeah, like you go there if you were like offensively great and right. they get a lot of players from like the hood hood and they go there. I, Josh Smith, to my knowledge, wasn't in poverty, but you know, they got some players that went there. Right. Uh, but no, I remember watching that game in 02. And, you know, it was a talk. They had on ESPN, like, this is when they had a high school game, like, on prime TV, and people were watching that game. And it just, like, you know, from there. So I've been watching LeBron for 18 years, which is crazy. It doesn't which feel is that wild. Long. Like, dude, he's been playing 17 years. It'll be 17 years. Well, it's, no, this year no, was 17 it's, years. Yeah, this year but coming up is going to be 18. Yeah, he's going into his 18-year career. But if we're going by calendar date, yeah, for about almost 19 years, I've been watching LeBron play. And it Which does not insane. feel that long. Yeah, bro. It, it doesn't. Does it doesn't. You think about it like, oh, yeah, you know, he started at 02. But then when you really – you're like, damn, it's been 18 years? Like, I remember when – I remember I remember watching his first game in uh, – when they played Sacramento. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it was yesterday. Yeah, he's one of only three rookies to put up 25, 5, and 5. Right. So it's him, Jordan, and then uh, maybe he on the stuff, Tyreek Evans. <laughs> nah, Tyreek Evans was a problem, too. Yeah, he had a great rookie year then. I don't know what happened after like that. He just, yeah, he got too gun-happy, and then he had that one really – he just got very inconsistent. Like, he had that one – I think, was it either the first year – Actually, no, he had a good year and a half at Indy. Was it Indiana? Yeah, Indiana. He had the when he got traded, he did pretty well. And then the year after, he had a pretty solid season. And I don't know what happened after that. I mean, well, he's suspended from the NBA. Him and OJ right. Mayo. Right. Like, if you got suspended from the NBA, that you're doing something more than, you know, right. weed or steroids. Somebody tried to tell me it's because of steroids. It's like, bro, come nah, on, ACS is going to get you out the league, ban. From the NBA? Nah, he was down bad. I hope he all right, though. I mean, we'll all do respectfully. Yeah, I Tyreek hope so. Was well. Tyreek was nice. He had he had yeah. a bunch of he had a, he had a couple good years with the Kings. Yeah, but they couldn't, and it's probably because you know the Kings are a trash organization. They couldn't figure out you know what position he should play because he was right. a one. Then he played the two. Then he played the three. And I mean, you know, maybe he missed his time as well because he could have did it in this era, but he couldn't shoot. It was like, just get to the rim. That was it. So it was a multitude of things that came, you know, with, with his game and probably whatever else is going on. They thought was problematic. So they said, all right. Right. Nah, I agree. Man, shout out to Tyreek Evans. If you don't know who Tyreek Evans is, uh, please play another podcast. That or just, Hey man, it's shouts out to Hoops and Brews. They got a slogan that said, watch more basketball. It's very easy to look the stuff it, up bruh. instead of just and I've been slurring and stuff like that, but for the most part, That's I cool. have to go back in my memory. You know, I have to get my memory back to what it used to be when I remember all this stuff about basketball. But you know, it's only so much stuff I can keep up with. But for the most part, I'm already there. And I watch enough basketball. Like I'm watching right now in Brooklyn and Boston. Like 
It's some people that just actually just watch highlights all day. Like you actually have to watch the game. That you see, I always there's this there's always two three phrases three phrases I use. Excuse me. Number one is show your work, because it's like math, bro. Listen, you found out that X was four, but you gotta tell me how you got there. You can't just be like, yo, this is it, and then, you know what I'm saying not explain how you got to your conclusion of whatever. The second one is do I always I reference. I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of parallel, I guess. But I referenced the Jay-Z line from Renegade. Do you listen to music or do you just skim through it? Listen, bro, you could be on Dawkins all day. Dawkins MT. I don't even know if that YouTube account is still active. But you could be on that all day and you could look at Twitter all day. And that doesn't mean anything. Like, you have to watch these games from front to back in some type of capacity. Like, the highlights aren't going to tell you everything. There have been discussions that I've heard with people where they're like, oh, but Jordan took the, like, LeBron didn't take the last shot. Like, he's not clutch. And I'm like, bro, sometimes just be, you can make a play with not, without having the ball in your hand. Like, you could, like, a LeBron, a LeBron or a Jordan or whatever could command so much attention that you, listen, the, the, your, another teammate could have a better shot. Look at, look at the Jordan shots that he gave to Kerr and Paxson. Like, you know what I mean? He made that play, and Paxson and Kerr happen to be open. It's just how the play works, you know? Right. And then also when you setting up the triangle, you want to have a guard bring the ball up. You know what right. I mean? Well, the guard, that's the guard's job in general, the point guard. But when you're setting up the triangle in that aspect, and, you know, you're about to run a play for the triangle, you have the guard bring it up to that – free throw line or so or halfway there you get it to pippen who is a ball handler as well he'll get it to jordan or they'll get it to probably at the time when he got to the team robin to then get it to jordan to cut to the basket right right sometimes it's just adapting to the system like you don't need to you don't have to be a game. You don't have to have make the game when you play every single damn time. Now, granted, of course, you are, you know, there. You know, obviously, it calls for you to make those plays more often than not. But like sometimes, all it takes is for you to command so much attention that you give somebody else that opportunity. Bro, Kevin Durant is wilding, bro. No, he's he's getting back in a form right now, and yeah, he is know, pulling. He's been pulling up on everybody. Yeah, that these, you know, when they talk about, you know, the greatest scorer of all time, they always say him. You know, it's it's a case for him. Once again, Jordan, who is just a great all around player in general, Kareem, Kobe, God bless. It's, but when you look at oh, Kevin Durant, this is, I can say, me personally, this is the greatest scorer ever. And not saying that he can't do anything else because he had yeah. his best defensive years when he played for Golden State. Golden State. But, but when you see a player, I, his first time become a scoring champ, he was 23, if I'm not mistaken. 22-23. Yeah, he was. Yep. Yeah, he got four scoring titles, and he could have had more if that was just, like, what he wanted to do. He can easily average 30 if he wants to. But him – and I had his career average or his season average this year for about 23. He might – go back to that 25, 26 mark. With no problem. He looked, yeah, he looks good because his game has never been based on just like athleticism. 
Right. You know what I mean? He he cuts to the basket, which is great, but he doesn't require a lot of athleticism. My thing is when he on that fast break, is he gonna get scared if he hasn't already practiced it? Like, oh man, if I take off at the fast break, will I mess something up? Because right. once you have Achilles, you know, usually you're supposed to be done. Right. And basketball sense, but for him and the Clay Thompson, especially Clay, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be straight. I mean, because, yeah, the Achilles is very debilitating. But there have people, there have been people who have come back for it. Now, granted, have they come back to the form that they were previously? Not really. I mean, I guess one is Dominique. Actually, Dominique Lucas had an Achilles injury. And he did okay. He turned into more of a scorer, per se. You know, he wasn't the fucking world-beater dunker that he used to be, but he was okay after that. So, I mean, it just really depends just how you adapt to it. But the thing with Durant is Durant is not really at- – it's weird because you can say – it's easy to say he's athleticism-based because he's such a matchup nightmare. Like, that man is – I literally, Kevin Durant may be, like, the top three biggest matchup nightmares in NBA history. But if you look at how his game is, like, the Achilles may not hurt him that much. Like, yeah, he may have to become more of a shooter, but it's not like he can't shoot, you know? He has a- That's most of his game, you know – he comes off the dribble, he shoots it at you, or he'll get to his spot, which is, you know, depending on where they get at the court after halftime, he's going to the left right. or the right, wherever he's at, and they give him right. the ball, and it's automatic. You know, 6'10", 6'10", with a, what, 7'3", wingspan? Something ridiculous like that, bro. Yeah, his, field, his career average is 27 points, four assists, uh, rebounds is seven. Field goal percentage is forty nine point three, which is crazy. You that for a front court player that's actually a shooting guard. Remember, he came into the league as a shooting guard, and well, he, he still did. plays as if he is a shooting guard. They put yep. him at the three just because to have a two to be six ten is kind of a cheat code. Yeah, he got cla- Yeah, I think it was. I remember reading about that. That basically he got classified as that for basically for drafting purposes, even though everybody knew he was going to be good, but it was based on just like his physical, his height. Cause he's really, a, yeah. he plays like a two a lot, but he, you know, he's fucking he is a shooting guard. The motherfucker seven foot. Like without question, he's a shooting guard. They just had to put him at the three because once again, it's a cheat code, especially for that time. Like, right. You know, this was the era where, and then, you know, let's go back to what people were talking about with Jordan. Like, bro, they talk about what he didn't go against a lot of shooting guards. If you look at the history of the game, it hasn't been, like, a lot of great shooting guards. Like, you didn't have, like, five five to ten at a time. Or you have, like, a few in spurts. Like, if you go back right. to, like, the 80s, they had a few. You go to the 90s, Vince Carter, Kobe, Ray it's Allen. Mac. Well, T Mac was more 2000s, I would say, but yeah, they would have him as a swing man, and so he'll be at the two or three. But then once you start going to that like early 2000s, late 2000s, you'll have AI, you'll have Vince, right? T Mac, depending on where you put him at, and yeah, bro. So it's like throughout history when people say, like, you know, Jordan and go against a lot of shooting guards, the shooting guard game has. Not always been well, D Wade as well. It hasn't been like as great as you know, a center position because you had to have a big man back in the day, and then now it's just shooting guard oriented. And then now we get into a point 
Where, it's combo guards. You know, well, it's point guard or combo guards, really. That or you just don't have a position. Because, yo, like you, Zion. Well, positionless, yeah, positionless basketball. That's true. Yeah, because you got these, like, hybrid-type players. Like, you got Zion, who's a forward, but he has the height of a shooting guard. Right. And it's funny because, like, the with a lot of people, with, like, a lot of play, like, it slowly turned into that, even though there were guys ahead of the time that were like that. Like, you know who I say was always – you know who I say, like, I've always had this – I've discussed this before – but, like, you know who really was a stretch for way before we were talking about stretch fours? Bernard King was a stretch for. Like, bro, that dude was too big for threes and too fast for fours. And then he could rebound. He could bang in the post. He had a post game. And Bernard King is, like, the prototype of Carmelo Anthony. Like, if you literally want to watch Carmelo Anthony without watching Carmelo Anthony, watch Bernard King games. That man was a fucking problem, bro. And that's crazy because that's where Melo said he got his game from. That's exactly what he Bernard got. King. Literally, I when I was a kid, because like I knew about Bernard King, because like you know I grew up in New York, Knicks fan. You know my pops watched the Bernard King sixty point game on Christmas, like, and I always heard about him, like, and I remember the old I got, you know, watching those highlights. And then when I when Melo said that, first of all, people were shocked because they were like, "I think Bernard King was ass," and it's like. Now, Bernard King was nice as hell, first of all. He just fucking got an ACL injury. He blew his knee out. But yeah, and he played the, in, in the late 70s. He played from 77 to 80, like to not late, 83, but 77 to 93, if I'm not mistaken. Right. right. So he kind of got a resurgence in his career, but obviously he wasn't as, you know, it wasn't world beater like he was with the Knicks. And it's funny because with the Knicks, think about it this way, bro. Imagine Bernard King stays healthy, right? They get Patrick Ewing. And then you keep Mark Jackson and Ross Strickland. That's an insane team, bro. You got Mark Jackson and Ross Strickland as your yeah. point guards. Who, funny enough, Kyrie got his layup package from basically because his his pops and Ross Strickland were best of friends, our best of friends. And then you got Mark Jackson and you got a uh, Bernard King at the four and Ewing at the five. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. That's a crazy starting five right there. Well, four out of the five, but still like. Bernard King was nice, bro. Bernard, I mean, I'm sorry. Now, what'd you say? Real quick, Ralph Strickland is very underrated. Great. He played for that Trailblazers yeah. team. Play for- I said, my fault. Uh, Ralph Strickland is very underrated because I remember watching him right. playing the for Wizards, the Trailblazers. His best year was with the Wizards. I think he led the league in assists. That he led the league in assists two of them years. Yeah, I didn't see. Now, I saw the Trailblazers. Was Wasn't it like ten point two? Yeah, he. Had, I think he averaged ten one. He was like 10 points. Right. And it's crazy. He was doing that in not that many minutes either. Cause they had like he was like the backup, if I remember correctly. Or no, he was like the he started for a little bit, then he became the backup. But Strickland was nice too. Strickland is crazy underrated. New York legend too. I think he's from the Bronx. If you don't know who Ross Strickland is, shut this podcast off. And go watch some Ross Strickland highlights. Yeah, you're right. Go watch some Ross Strickland highlights, bro. That man is caught. That man is Literally, he's that is Kyrie Irving's layup package is Ross Strickland. Yep. He was mad. Reverse underhand. Yep. Under the rim stuff. Yep. That random. He could switch hands too. Yep. Switching the hands. The random. The random just. Yeah. Like, look like he just driving a pass and just flip it up. Those, like, them crazy behind the backs out of nowhere. Like, that's all. That's all. Kyrie Irving's game is basically his pops and Ross Strickland's merged into one. But shout out to Ross yeah, Strickland, I remember man. seeing him, seeing Ross Strickland play in that finals. 
against the Bulls during Wizards years. I kind of remember those. Yeah, this is weird because I see more film of him on the Trailblazers than I did with the Wizards. I got to go back and look at that team. Right. Yeah. He he was on. He was on the. I think his All Star year was on the Wizards because he made the. I think he made. The, did he make the All Star team or no? Am I bugging? No, I don't think he made the All Star team. But I just remember that the Wizards and Trailblazers yeah. were like his his, his best years nice. basically. Or he didn't make it. I'm freestyling this because I could have sworn I remember him making one. No, he did. We I no, I just I was until I started looking stuff up, but he did make all NBA 1997. Right. He made all NBA then. He made all NBA. You're right, yeah. I knew I, I knew it was either if he didn't make the all-star team, he did make all NBA once or twice. Cause the Wizards, he was really good. He was solid. And then with the Blazers, he was solid too. He was solid with the Knicks too, but they would they were stupid to trade him. And then they had to choose between him and Mark Jackson. Which you know, isn't a bad pick because Mark Jackson been on the ballot too for Hall of Famer, if I'm not mistaken. He's been on the ballot for the past couple of years. Yeah, no, nah, he should be in too. I'm surprised he isn't in just for alone for the college stuff. I mean, Mullen, if Mullen got it, Jackson can get in, bro. Bro, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, Reggie Miller. Shout to, I love shout to Chris Mullen. T Mac. But T Mac in the Hall of Fame, Reggie Miller in the Hall of Fame, and Chris Mullen. Anybody can get in the Hall of Fame. You think T Mac did? And there's no Do you think T Mac should be in? Three. But no, no, and I love T Mac. He oh, one of my favorite players man. ever. He should not be in the Hall. Of I Man. can't. I don't want to say no. I didn't say no, but like I, I can understand why people feel that way. I feel like that's a bigger debate than the people because people be saying, "Oh, does Dwight Howard deserve to be in the Hall of Fame?" I'm like, bro, are you kidding me? Like, do I, yeah, bro, that's, that's people that don't know anything about basketball. That man was a Hall of Famer in 2010. Exactly. Like those four, those those years in Orlando are enough to get him in the Hall of Fame if you wanted to. Like, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, like with T Mac, he's seven time All Star, seven time All NBA, two time scoring champ. But his career average was only nineteen points, five rebounds, four assists. I mean, I, like I said, T Mac is one of my favorite players ever. But that, I mean. I guess because the All Stars and the All NBA, that's why you put them in the Hall of Fame, and because you know he had those that two thousand one two thousand two season when he was scoring champion because right. you know Grant Hill was out with the AC napping because all they had on that team was Drew Gooden. It was T Mag Michael. I feel like it was Earl Michael Doliak. It was Pat Garrity. <laughs> Daryl Arms. So basically, he didn't. He didn't really have too much help. Hey, that is a fact. He really didn't. But all I know is, bro, I don't want to listen. Dwight Howard needs to be. Dwight Howard's going to the Hall of Fame. I don't care how you anybody feels about that because I always thought he deserved that from day one. Like from considering his numbers. I already know that Carmelo Anthony is. I already know that Carmelo Anthony thing is going to be ugly when he does go in, because people are going to say he doesn't deserve to go in. I'm like, fam, that man is the most accomplished Olympian of all time, won his national championship. Yeah, he didn't win anything in in the league, but he did what he did. You know. Yeah, and people gotta stop saying that because most people don't win anything. Like, far as a championship, like 
Shit. You know, Adam Morrison got a championship and he didn't even play. Adam, oh my God, Adam Morrison. Hey, he was cold in Gonzaga, though. But that's oh, what I'm saying. Well, you know, most of those uh, great white players in college, when they go to the NBA, they don't really do anything. I, I'm a UNC dude. Tyler Hasbro didn't do anything when he went psycho. to the I, yo, bro, I used to hate Tyler Hasbro, bro. That man he was just annoying. Me. That man pissed me off, bro. All my, oh, my God. Why? Like, how is this man doing this? Maybe because he was white. I'm not sure. I'm not racist, guys, please. But I don't know. Then again. No, we not, but we gotta I gotta keep it a bug, bro. Like it's a lot of these white players. Like they thought Jimmer Fredette was I thought Jimmer Fredette was gonna do something. And Jimmer Fredette is called like a motherfucker. <laughs> they was talking about Mike Dunley Jr. Mike Dunleavy Jr. I remember listen, bro. I'm mistaken, he a new player, which is unfortunate. Mike Dunleavy used to piss me off because he used to kill the Knicks. He's like the you know how the Knicks have the one random player that kills them? It, Mike Dunleavy was one of those. Oh yeah, especially when he played for us on the Bulls. Oh, him my and Nate Robinson. God. I'm like, bro, bro, how are you letting this man kill us, Mike Dunleavy Jr.? Yeah, the Knicks had a lot of random players that would just oh come through. God. Like, like when we didn't have Jordan, I mean, he was the leading scorer on the team with 22 points. But BJ Armstrong, Toria, all up. It, it just used to be somebody every time. DJ Armstrong. Somebody you wouldn't think it was. Like Mike Dunleavy? On every team. Like on every team. It's insane, bro. Who used to get y'all buckets, bro? I'm trying to think. I want to go back to – we don't have to go far, far back. But when y'all no, had the, need, we, the payroll team with Steve Francis, Eddie Curry. Yuck. Stephon. Quinn Richardson. Yo, wasn't Penny there? That was before he retired. Yeah, Penny was there too. Yo, Isaiah Thomas is just—he did some Bro, West Side Chicago. Listen, man. I d- listen, I had to do a our Earl's podcast. I did a monologue about the Knicks, and I don't know if I want to redo that monologue, but I could get into why the Knicks were asked for so long. I could, I could get into it, bro. It's a deeper, darker criminal link. This goes back to two thousand. I could nah, do it. You don't need- you don't even need to, bro, unless you want to cut the promo because I think I already know what you're talking about. What pro? What you think I'm talking about? I'll let you guess it. I mean, they just be – they got money to throw. They're the number one NBA franchise financial-wise. So they just – I mean, it's partially that. Well, I think they got – I think they got mafia money behind them. Well, that was number one. They weren't managed properly because right, I'm, I'm a I'm – a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, uh, Stream. I'm gonna I'm give you the amended version of this. So when James Dolan became the owner in 2000, from his when he got the he got the team from his dad, right? He basically the Rangers weren't good, and the Knicks were like 2000. The Knicks were kind of they were still making the playoffs, but like you could kind of tell it was starting to slowly, you know what I mean? Like it it was slowly regressing. They were slowly regressing as a franchise. So with the Rangers, he hired a guy named Glenn Sather, who I think was the was the president until like recently. And he hired Jeff Gordon as the GM as well. Like that, that's another thing for another day. But he had a hockey people run the hockey team. But with the Knicks, he hired Steve Mills. We know how dumb Steve Mills is, bro. Steve Mills was an executive for the MSG networks. Like, explain to me, bro. That's like, why would you have a TV guy running a basketball team? Does that make any sense to you? No. no. So 
that's what happened. He was making all these moves. Then they started to hiring people that he thought he could hire just to hire. And that's where the Knicks just started regressing and giving out bad contracts. Then, remember the Knicks were good for like three or four years in the early 2010s? Like during yeah. Melo's tenure? You know oh, why? Absolutely. Hey, you know why? Because fucking Steve Mills was gone and we had Donnie Walsh running the show. Then Donnie Walsh and Dolan got into it. Then Mills came back and they got into it. And that's why Donnie Walsh dipped. And then Steve Mills came back. And then that's when the beginning of the end happened with Phil Jackson. And then, you know, where were we at now? Where we finally fired Steve Mills. And now we got Leon Rose running it with fucking um, with Scott Perry. And we got, you know, Tibbs as the coach. And the thing is, like, the thing with the Knicks now, bro, is, like, we finally have people who have a reputation for doing things in the basketball world and who are good at what they do. You have um, Kenny Payne and Johnny Bryant who are good, very good development coaches. You have Thibodeau who, yes, we know he, we, we know the whole stigma of him playing Joe Kim Noah, Derrick Rose until they're fucking, they have no cartilage in their knees. But Man. as a player development coach, Tibbs is pretty good at that. And mind you, Tibbs was a, Tibbs was a Knicks assistant. You know, people know Tibbs for being the assistant with Boston, but Tibbs was an assistant when Van, Tibbs was Van Gundy's assistant. With the Knicks, after Pat Riley did, I think he, I think he was with the organization when Pat Riley was there. I don't remember his role specifically, but when he was with Van Gundy, Tibbs was either the associate or the number one assistant. I don't remember his position, but I know he was, he was on that staff, and he was highly, he was highly touted. So you get a guy that knows what it's like to win in New York, knows the culture of the Knicks. Even though yes, when he was there for the most part, Dolan's Pops was the owner. But you have somebody who was actually there. You know what I'm saying? You don't got you're, you're not. It's not like with Fizdale. With all due respect, I commend Fizdale for doing that. Where he was talking to players who were in the franchise. That's fine. But when you don't have people who are there every day, bro, that doesn't it. It's not gonna do. It's not gonna be as effective. So, we got that. We got the dude um from Utah. We bro, bro we basically took all of Utah's front office, mind you. We took like half of them dudes, and then we took the guy who the guy from Cleveland, Cleveland when LeBron was there. His name is Brock Allen. That's the guy who was like their salary cap guru. And that's how that's the guy who used to make, you know how like they were saying, oh yeah, Cleveland is like over the salary cap or they didn't have money to make trades and they would somehow make trades to sign people. He was the guy behind that. So it's like you get you got Matt, you got all these guys who like, yeah, in different organizations, they have very they were highly touted and they had reputations, good reputations as basketball minds. And this is the first time since James Dolan took over that the Knicks consistently have had that where they're supposed to be. Granted, Phil Jackson is a, was a great coach. You know that you a Bulls fan and like fucking with the Lakers, and we know that. But when it comes to a coach as a GM, it's like, yeah, that's cool, but is it really gonna work? You know what I'm saying? The Knicks finally have that now, so it's gonna take time. But and that's the thing too. People think you know the Knicks. We're Knicks fans, bro. We are very passionate people, but 96 percent of us, um, the passion borders on delirium and. Uh, it borders on delirium. That's the best way to explain it. Like, with me, I'm a realist. Like, if we ask, we ask. But I will be equal. I will be optimistic if I see everything the right way. But if we suck, I'm not scared to admit that we suck also. So with the Knicks now, like, listen, the draft was good. I feel like people are hating on them. I'm not, I hate saying that because it, it comes off like, oh, you pompous or whatever. But I tell people this way. If any other team drafted with... If you drafted the best player in college, a, a conference player of the year, and you signed one that somehow didn't get drafted, that's a good draft, don't you think? 
Absolutely. But nobody says that because it's the Knicks. But mind you, if it was the Pelicans or the Celtics or any of the other other teams, all these fucking all these fucking dudes on ESPN and all these little writers would be going cuckoo crazy over it. But because it's the Knicks, it's like nah, they ain't gonna do shit with it. They don't have the the personnel. When if you subjectively look at who the Knicks have hired in the personnel in the past year, year and a half, they're all people with good reputations. They're all people who are highly regarded in the in bat, not only in the NBA but in basketball circles, and that's what makes me feel good about it. You know, like I'm not gonna say anything. Oh yeah, we making the playoffs, but is this a step in the right direction? You fucking right, it is, bro. I'd rather have somebody who knows how to run a basketball team than a dude who just runs knows how to run a network and just you know has an Ivy League education with all due respect to him. That don't mean shit when it comes to a basketball team, you know. And that's my two cents on that shit. Yo, remember what Phil Jackson said about Kristoff knees? What yeah. I was saying? I just think about that. I think about something else that happened with Kristoff, but we don't need to get into that. Well, when he got jumped in Latvia? Well, that and another incident, and they kind of just swept that under the rug. Oh, yeah, with the yeah, when he allegedly when he allegedly raped. Yeah, I remember that too. That's why he left. Yeah, they, they kind of they, they kind of got rid of that fast, but you know. That's why they shit them out the Dallas, bro. They said, "We, you, you doing? That's what you're doing." All right, get out. Hey, I'm just saying he was supposed to be the future of the franchise, and then that happened. Oh, we know. Trust me, we've heard about it. I heard about it nonstop. Yeah, so you know, and probably the knees thing too. But, but yeah, yeah, man. But uh, let's get into this thing. So I yeah. brought it to my my brother Nelson. The other day, because I try to be creative as much as possible, even though I don't think I'm creative. I just nah, be having ideas. I like this, actually. Yeah, and it's an experiment for something I'm going to do often on different platforms. And it's on the eve of, you know, 40 water versus too short versus. So, you know, during the quarantine, that, that thing just took off and it was something that was a big blessing. So I had the idea of, you know, East Coast versus west coast thing since we talked about last time when nelson was on here even though we was talking a little bit about la we was more so giving new <laughs> i was having this man break down new york and you know i was less than after dominican and puerto rican women but i was also you know <laughs> you object <laughs> i was wild you was but wilding. i was also i was also giving homage to you know the great jim jones so this time you know we we're going to show new york some Capo love Capital status, Jim Jones. We gotta be specific. We cannot be talking about the other Jim Jones. Yeah, don't don't say Bird Man or Bird Gang, uh, Jim Jones. He might go crazy. Nah, we'll we'll, we'll say we'll say Dipset Jim Jones. Let's just do that. The one with the dress now, uh, <laughs> not the braids. Nah. But but yeah, so I just had the idea of us do a sort of versus where we have ten players five starting and five off the bench so to speak uh and we're picking them from la and new york now let me be clear a lot of these players on my end and i can speak for nelson's as well they are from the city we're from but some of them aren't exactly from the city if we just did players is from the cities that we actually are from or the area we're from this list will probably be a little bit shorter because everybody isn't. Oh, you know, it will be a lot shorter, bro. Staten Island don't got that many players, bro. I ain't gonna say here a lot of you. <laughs> yeah, it's like we talking about people that actually made it to the NBA. You know, no disrespect to anybody yeah. that didn't make it, but we going off. You know, next time maybe we'll have players that 
Listen, yeah, man. Definitely next time we'll have players that didn't nah, make it to the NBA. That was know like what? urban legends. Banks, let's do this. We'll talk about we'll talk about the players we we research and then we'll 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 you know we'll we'll name drop some of the you know the streetball legends and the, the era likes that we said we thought was gonna make the league but didn't. I ain't gonna even hold you. I can't even do that because I can't think of them off the top of my head. I so, got like five. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna let you but that's New we'll, York. Yeah, we'll we'll let you do New York and then when we uh come back and work again, we'll I'll have the LA ones because I ain't gonna even hold you. I ain't even go that deep. So no nah, I feel you. But I'm gonna right. uh I'm gonna I let just, you go ahead and have the honors first. So you pick yo, your New York. This is how I did this. Can I can I can I tell you how I did this? I did this like as if it was if it was a starting lineup. Like I got five, like a starting lineup, and then the other five are just like five I picked. Yeah, you gave me that idea because at first I was just gonna pick them. Like I was gonna listen to who you picked first, and I was like, all right, I got this. It's like the verses, like I got this song. But when you said when you did it in a starting lineup. Style. I said, okay, now I got to pick one through five, point guard to center. So that's how I, I did mine. All right, let me go into my point guards then. Damn, which point guard do I use first? Shit, hold on. All right, give me one second because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a. You still hear me, right? Yeah. I bet. All right, hold on. Let me double check and make sure I'm right. So I'm gonna go with. Let's see. Who do I want to go with? Who do I want to go with? Who do I want to go with? You know what? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Tiny Archibald to start. Um, born in New York City, went to high school in the Bronx. DeWitt. If you don't know who Tiny Archibald is, he's basically he's actually a New York playground legend too. Uh, played for the well, he played for the Kings when they went through like five different change names. So they were the Royals, then they were the Kansas City Kings. And then, um, then he played for the Nets, the Braves. He had a couple years with the Celtics later on um, in the early 80s, and then he finished his career with the Bucks. Um, he won a ring at 81 with the Celtics, six-time NBA All-Star, MVP of the All-Star game at 81, three-time first team, two-time second team, scoring champion. He was the scoring champion and assist leader at 73. He's on the 50th anniversary team. His number is retired by the Sacramento Kings. And... Um, yeah, that's my first guy, bro. Nate Tiny Archibald, Hall of Famer too, both basketball and college. So, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Tiny Nate Tiny Archibald is like only player to get the Kings a championship when they were the uh, Kansas uh, City Royals. If I'm not mistaken, was, I don't think he got them a championship. Let me see the ABA. Hold on, I'm gonna say right now. No, I don't think so, actually. Nah. See, no. He, they didn't get a championship. No, nah, it doesn't look like. No, I don't think he did. No. He, it's the crazy part is, bro, this guy won in 73. He was technically, because back in the day, I actually read up on this before. Back in the back in the 70s, because you know how like some some they didn't count like stats. They didn't count stats. They didn't count like steals and blocks at certain points. Like that was later on. Like mm -hmm. he technically did it. He could have technically won the score. He technically would have been the both scoring champion and assist leader, but he didn't win the titles technically because they were, they were based on total points, not on game averages. Yeah. Which is weird. And then the right. rebound, like imagine if they would have counted rebound stats when Bill Russell played, Actually, he probably wait. would easily be the second. 
My bad, I fucked up. No, he was he is the only player too. And technically Oscar Robinson would have been the first one, but when Oscar Robinson did it in the 67-68 season, they didn't count it. For and a championship? Yeah, no, for the points and assists um leader category. Leader. Oh. And he has the highest scoring average of 34 points per game for point guards of all time. Nobody, no point guard has ever broken that uh, scoring re- scoring per game record for a season. For a yeah, he averaged 30. Yeah, his scoring average of 34 points per game broke the NBA record for a guard, and as of 2020, is still a record for point guards. Somebody eventually break it though. I can see a 35 point uh, season. I don't. I mean, that's hard though. Who breaks that shit, man? I mean, you know, James Harden played the one for like two years, but he's a shooting guard. If right. they would have still kept him at the one, he definitely would have gotten that. Right. Because in the past two years, what well, he's averaged 36 and 37 points, which is insane. insane. Last year was the most since Michael Jordan. That is That is a fact. So, I mean, you know, people could talk about all they want. But, uh, that's a great choice. I'm going with with Russell Westbrook. Uh, Russ is from Lawndale, which is in L.A., even though he was born in Long Beach. Career average of 27, 7-7, seven seven, 47% field goal percentage, and then the, <laughs> that three-point field goal percentage is horrible with 25.8. Uh Nine-time All-Star, two-time scoring champ, triple-double. I mean, when they said, speaking of the big O, when they said nobody would average a triple-double for the season, Russ did it, what, three times? And, yeah, yeah. And then the first time part, he did it was – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I mean to cut you off, bro. What part, where is Westbrook from, like, L.A.-wise? So, Londale slash Hawthorne. It's just south. If you take Hartthorn Boulevard all the way down, like coming from Inglewood, because La Brea, if you take La Brea, you got to take La Brea and it ends in Inglewood. Then you got to go straight down and that turns into Hartthorn Boulevard. That's yeah. where he's from. So it's near, yeah. it's near Redondo Beach. That's the best way I could say it. It's near the gotcha. airport in Redondo Beach. That. Still, and if and he went to Losinger, Losinger's off Rosecrans, and the next main street over is uh Hartthorne Boulevard. So, Losinger is uh one of them high schools, I'll just say that one of them high schools, Washington High, yeah, it's not Washington High School, which is like a very dangerous one or Lock High, but you know, it's up on there, or it used to be, you know, in my time frame. And we and me and him the same age, basically. Well, we are the same age, but yeah, I mean. Nine-time All-Star, still playing, too, 12 years, yeah. and it doesn't seem like it's been 12 years. One-time MVP, all-rookie, first team, and then, you know, yeah, two-time All-Star MVP, triple-double leader. It, it goes without saying. One of the greatest players of all time. I've been seeing – I've been hearing a lot of rest brick slander. I mean, we heard it the other day. Shouts out to Earl. We was on his show. I was on there for a brief period of time. I nah, had to step they out. did. They disrespected Russell Westbrook, bro. And it's I've been, been a lot of that. It's bro, just not fair. It's been a lot of people. I think he, bro. I'm telling you, I think he may have a good year this year because, like I said, man, he's well, coming. First time he's, he's going, playing in he's the going, East. Well, okay, that. 
mind you, he's going back with Scott Brooks. And we've shown, and I feel like people have been exposed how not good of a point guard Scott, I mean, point guard, excuse me. He was a point guard for the Knicks back in the day, but whatever. How Scott Brooks was, how Scott Brooks was as a coach. But he now he goes back to something he's familiar with. I feel like he's kind of going to take the old savvy vet role, you know? He knows he's a star, but I feel like he has a lot of young guys with him, a lot of guys who know who he is. And they have that respect for him, and I think he's gonna play. I think he's gonna play well with them. Like I feel, I actually feel really good. Like, I, do I think they're gonna be world beaters? No. Like they're not gonna be all world and smack everybody. But do I? I think they're gonna have. They're gonna have a decent year. You know. I think they make the playoffs. I think the the Magic drop out and Def. you get the Wizards to take that spot because they almost took it without a point guard. Bradley Bill was averaging like 30 points for that whole month. So I, I got the magic dropping and they make it. Yeah. All right. So it's my turn. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Let me see. Oh, yeah, I feel bad, bro, because you you choosing current plays, and I, I kind of went on like an all timer list, but fuck it, Bob Cousy. I know he played Milkman, and yeah, that's the joke, but Bob Cousy was cold. <laughs> bro. Bob Cousy's actually, I did not know Bob Cousy was from Long Island, from uh, not Long Island. I didn't know he was from uh, from New York. He's actually born in Manhattan, and he went to school. He went to high school in Queens. Um, but I mean, do I really have to go to this man's statistics, like, because he went crazy? Yeah, right, say for it. all the Career highlights in the like, world. So let's get this. NBA MVP in 1957, six-time NBA champion, 13-time NBA All-Star, two-time All-Star game MVP, 10-time All-NBA first team, two-time second team, eight-time assist leader. He was on the 25th, 35th, and 50th anniversary team. Obviously, number was retired. He was an NCAA champion in 1947. I'm waiting for the jokes there. He was a first-team All-American, second-team, and third-team All-American. And he actually got a presidential medal of freedom, which is fucking crazy. Um, career NBA statistics, he averaged 18.4 points per game, 7.5 assists, 5.2 rebounds, which for a point guard is pretty uh, – that's a very solid uh, stat. I ain't going to hold you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, I'm going to tell you the, 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 uh, the uh, context with Bob Cousy. So um, – in the sports club, one of the sports clubs I do for Clubhouse, um, my guy, shout out to Wes, he did something that was called the GOAT scale. And basically, I think Bleacher Report did like a ranking system where like it was like, okay, if you won a championship, it was two points. You got a all you made an all-star team, it was one point. Like they basically gave you different points based on what you did in your career. So he did a top 10 in his own way with his own ranking system. And like I don't remember. I I know Jordan was one. Russell was two. Was number two by like three. Jordan beat Russell by three points. Kareem was in there. Hakeem was number ten. Kobe was like Kobe and LeBron were, were um, five and six. I think. Like I have to. I the list I can't think off the top of my head. Like if I bring it up later, I'll bring it up. But he was like, "Yo, when I redid the system, there was one person I didn't mention." And he asked us, "Like, yo, who do you think it is?" So people start rattling names off. It was Bob Cousy. Bob Cousy in his scale is between LeBron James and Kobe Bryant. Or just off that point rankings. And that made me wonder. I'm like, okay, yeah, everybody jokes on Bob Cousy, but let me go look at the stats again. And then I looked at the stats and I'm like, yo, Bob Cousy was putting, like, listen, Bob Cousy played against who we played against, but that man was putting up numbers, bro. 
So that's why I put Bob Cousy on this list, man. This is a Bob Cousy stand account. I don't like the Celtics, but shout to Bob Cousy. He's from New York, so he's good in my book. That's a hilarious account name. If you put that, <laughs> yo, I want to nah. see what response you get because that would be hilarious. I will not do that. That is that is that is only that, that's only on the low. That's only for jokes. That's not for real. Uh, for real context, that he is probably the second white person I have on this whole New York list. By the way, I just want to let you know that. Yeah, I think it should the, be an African only list, but you know you gotta. Hey, listen, I, I get your wanted, players in where you can get them in. I had to look at everybody else, bro, and I, I tried to be subjective, but listen, man. I mean, he. I don't think he said nothing racist. I, I looked at that. I didn't see nothing. He just be minding his business, so. Like a typical New Yorker, but shout out to Bob yeah. Cousy, I guess. <laughs> I yeah, during that time, I didn't hear anything, and you know, I, I looked, think it would have uh, came out by now. Listen, listen, Banks, I was looking for something. I was looking, bro. <laughs> Especially during that time, you gotta look. Nah, facts. Hey, that was pretty good. Okay, so I got at my two James Harden. James Harden is from Lakewood, which is basically Compton. That's borderline Compton. But wow. once again, that's that's LA County, so we can use it. Well, he go to what high school go to like Artesia or some shit. I don't remember seeing. Yeah, Artesia. That's that's in, that's basically Compton, bro. Like Art, Artesia High, I think. Nah, he didn't go there. I'm about to say K Dot went there, but he went to uh Compton High, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, or another high school out there. I'm not. I, I know Compton, but I didn't go there. That was that was out my area. But you know, eight-time All-Star and counting, three-time scoring champ, uh, seven-time All NBA selection, 2009, 2010 All Rookie, sixth man of the year, and then 2017, 2018 MVP with career averages of 25 points per game five rebounds, six assists, off 44% field goal percentage and 36% field goal percentage at the three. Damn, I feel like I'm cheating, bro, because you use a current player. There's nobody who did better stats than Westbrook Harden, like, respectfully? I mean, I got some – that's when it starts to – it's don't, – don't, like – out of all the players on this list, these two have the stats. And it's maybe because of the era they played in, even though my other two players are playing in the same era. But gotcha. they don't have these type of stats. Like, these are, like, stats we're going to see years from now from other players. Well, it might be sooner, but Damn. So then, probably yeah. not. That's the thing, because, like, I wanted to go against Tiny and Kuzi, but I'm like, I don't know if the players I want to mention did that or going to do that. That's the problem. Cause fuck it, you know what? I'm gonna even, hold you. I think Kuzi beats out James Harden just based on the championships. If we go on by that logic, you know, a lot yeah. of people like to go by the championship thing. He's accomplished in the championship thing, and his stats, his single accolades aren't as good. But the championship thing that that that's the plus. That is true. Hold on. Let me. I'm going to Google somebody that I have on this list just to double check because I know I wasn't bugging, but let's see. Oh, yeah. This is, yeah. This kind of, nah, hell no. Nah, this feels like a comparison. I can't use them again.
Yo, my fault. I swear, I, I hit out the program like an idiot. Sorry, guys. Technical difficulties. Oh, All right. So, um, now I was going to say the player that I was going to put over, but then when I looked at the stats, I was like, eh, I can't do that yet. I'll, I'll tell you who it is later. But, um, I right, my go. Yeah. I right, for the three, I'm going to choose Dr. J. Julius Irvin. He's actually from Long Island. That's more or less the, I want to say the outskirts of New York City, I guess, if you want to count it as that. But, like, it's basically right by New York. Um, he did make his name at Rucker Park and, you know, playing in the New York courts. So I gave him that distinction. I know, like I said, we had the discussion about L.A. because we always say this guy. They was like, yo, this guy's from L.A. And then you find out he's like an hour away from like actual L.A. And I don't know L.A. city limits. You're from L.A. So you would know that. But we kind of discussed it. So I'm going to go with Dr. J. Julius Irving. Um, let me pull up his let me pull up his numbers again because I had them all say Doug. I had I had made sure I knew myself with this guy, Julius. All right, so Dr. J. Obviously, we know him as a you know fucking greatest dunker of all, one of the greatest dunkers of all time. Like we don't have to discuss that. All right, but career highlights. So um, he's from East Meadow, New. Just if you want to verify, because I know somebody was like, he's not from Long Island. He was born in East Meadow, New York, which is in Long Island. He went to high school and college at UMass. But whatever. All right, he won a ring at 83 with the Sixers, two-time NBA, ABA champion with the New York Nets, playoffs MVP, both years he won uh, the ABA championship at 74-76, MVP in 81, three-time ABA most valuable player, 11-time All-Star in the NBA, five-time in the ABA, two-time NBA All-Star game MVP in 77-83, five-time All-NBA first team, two-time second team, four-time All-ABA first team, one-time second team, he was on the all-defensive first team and all-rookie first team at during his ABA career. He won the ABA scoring title three times, won the slam dunk contest in 76. That's probably the classic one against David Thompson, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, both of his numbers were respectfully retired by the Nets and the Sixers. He's on the ABA all-time team, the 30th anniversary NBA team, 50th anniversary all-time team for the NBA as well. He was a 13 world All-American. And um, his number was retired by the UMass as well, the 32. Um, career statistics. This is combined with the ABA and the NBA. He averaged 24.2 points per game, 8.5 rebounds, and 4.2 assists a game. So, I mean, Dr. J, we can, you know, there's really nothing we really have to talk about. Not that we don't have to talk about, but we, you know, Dr. J, Dr. J synonymous with dunking. He's synonymous with Philly. Like we we know the legend that Dr. Jace is also synonymous with New York City playground basketball as well. Um but uh yeah. So that's my guy, Dr. J. Much love to him. Okay, yeah, I think you know the old heads that say it and me personally, I'll say Dr. J goes over my three, but my player at the three is uh Sent P, aka Polio P, as Ant from Random Maxwell Podcast calls him, <laughs> aka Palmdale P, aka, AKA up, aka PJ13, whatever you want to call him, PJ, PG13, whatever you want to call this guy. Uh, career average of 20 points, six rebounds, three assists, 43% field goal percentage, 38%. Field goal percentage from the three. Uh six time six time all-star. Uh all NBA five time selection. 
four-time All-NBA defensive first-team selection, uh, 2010 through 2011 All-Rookie team selection. Uh, what is it to say? He picked up after Danny Granger got hurt, and he had a great was it Eastern no Eastern Conference semifinals against the Heat, where they almost got knocked out being the Heat, yeah. and that's when Chris Bosh was out because he got hurt during that first round. Right. Uh, ever since then, I mean, he had that All NBA first team selection when he played for the. Thunder, which was 2018-19. I think he had the All-NBA. That was what the selection. He finished third that year, correct? For MVP? Or fourth or something like that? Yeah. He was like in the top five. I remember that. No, he was third. In a, he was third, uh, right, right. MVP race. So, otherwise than that, you know, he signed with the Clippers last year, didn't show up in the playoffs. Listen, man, good player, but he, he ain't Dr. J. I'm saying that for the old heads, and I'm saying that as a person – that has watched Dr. J games as well as Paul George. I remember Paul George got drafted. We, you got that one with Dr. J. Yeah, I can't, I can't shoot. I can't listen, bro. The next, the next best three was probably it's probably is actually gonna be my four. But if I had to pick another three, it was gonna be like fucking Tobias Harris or some shit. And, uh, you know, respectfully, I'm not picking Tobias Harris over Dr. J. I'm sorry. Where's Tobias from? Tobias Harris is from Long Island. I forgot where though. I'll double check that for you. Is it Danny? Uh, Danny Green's Green from Island too. He's yeah. from. I want to say he's from Manhasset, Danny Green, but I may be wrong. Tobias Harris is from Islip. That sound cold. No pun intended. Well, Islip. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a Suffolk County. That's that's deep into Long Island. That's like in the middle. That's like technically. That's like the middle Long Island, give or take. I don't know, man. My my, I just know Long Island is. It's another world, in a weird way, but. Let's see. Danny Green is from actually no, I lied. Damn, I, I'm wild. Danny Green's from North Babylon, New York. He went to high school in North Babylon. Then he went to St. Mary's, which is in Manhasset. Right. All right. Cool. Where is uh, Babylon? Babylon is more so. I think that's Suffolk County. Yeah, that's that's Suffolk County. It's like it's kind of in the middle as well. It's North Babylon is kind of like near Islip. So yeah. You guys started just telling me like how far it is from like. The barrels. From, oh, <laughs> from the from the barrels, that's like a cool forty five minutes to an hour, give or take PT wise. Okay, it's, it sounds like it's like three hours away. Nah, right. No, 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 it's that's not, not three bad. hours away. No, it's only three hours away. It's like it's like give or take, like yeah, I would say like an hour. I would say depending on where you're coming from. Yeah, because North Babylon and Isop actually are next to each other. So yeah, but yeah, shout to shout to okay. shout to them. But yeah. What was his what was his career field goal percentage, Paul George? Uh I gotta go back to it. What you said 49, was, I think it was, or something like that. Was it 49? No, no, no. 43 field goal percentage. And then oh. three was uh 38 percent. 49 percent was Kevin Durant. I know that off the top of my head. Oh uh, yeah. Shit. Dr. J was 50, but that's because of you know he was dunking. So yeah. Yeah. Shout it was just smaller to have four. Oh, yo, the 76 ABA contest, bro, think about this, bro. It was Dr. J, George the Iceman Gervin, I don't know who, I mean, respectfully, Larry Special K Keenan, Artis Gilmore, and David Thompson. That's an insane dunk contest, bro. Shout out to David Thompson, wherever he's at. 
Well, Skywalker um, being David Thompson, that's where Jordan said he got his game from. That's That's what Jordan said he got his game from, from Skywalker, David Thompson. Yep. Yeah, David Thompson was cold, too. You know who David Thompson is? uh, Turn this podcast off now. No, I'm kidding. But Google him, though. David Thompson was was nice, too. Um, Played in the ABA with the Nuggets, the ABA Nuggets. And then then, then he played a couple years in the NBA as well. All right, so I'm gonna go to my four. Um, the best way I can explain this man, this is Carmelo Anthony before Carmelo Anthony. We d- discussed them before. Bernard King, um, from Brooklyn, if I remember correctly, he's from Fort Green, I think. Let me double check that. I think he's from Fort Green, but Bernard King, um, played college ball in Tennessee. Um, he played 14 years. He played uh, with with the Nets, the Jazz, the Warriors, the Knicks, and the Washington Bullets. Um, he was yeah he he's from Brooklyn. He went to high school for Hamilton, which is obviously also in Brooklyn. Um, his best years, I mean, his most notable years, I guess, were with the Knicks. He started with the Nets, played a year with the Jazz, went to the Warriors, and then the Knicks. He had he played five years with, and then went to the Bullets, and then played one more year with the Nets. Um, career highlights, he was a four-time NBA All-Star, two-time NBA First Team. He got uh, he had one second and third team nomination, respectively, um, in different years. He was on the All-Rookie Team. He did win the scoring title in 85 as a member of the Knicks. Um, was a first team and second team All-American and a third team All-American as well. So he got those in three different years. Like He was third team in 75, second team in 76, and first team in 77. Um, three-time SEC Player of the Year. Uh, Average averages wise, he averaged twenty two point five points per game, five point eight rebounds per game, three point three assists per game. Um, in regards to his field goal percentages, he was, I mean, he didn't take three pointers, but his two point career field goal percentage is fifty one point eight percent. Um, and like I said, man, I mean, he little like he had really bad injuries. But when he was on the court and playing healthy, he's probably one of the best shooting or scoring forwards of all time that doesn't get mentioned a lot. I mean, I feel like a lot of people kind of learned about him again through, you know, documentaries. And then when Carmelo Anthony had explained that he basically modeled his game after Bernard King, which is true. If you do watch YouTube highlights, I mean, granted, Carmelo Anthony does have a better jump shot. and he, Carmelo Anthony does shoot from threes more. But the prototype is Bernard King. Like... It's like a muscle car and getting a fucking like it's like it's like getting a muscle car from the fifties and like remodeling it for today. Like that's Carmelo Anthony to Bernard King. Literally, their games are very similar, especially when it comes to their post game. But like I said before, Melo does have the turnaround jumper. It maybe look a little bit prettier, but that it's he's the prototype. So I always say, man, if you want to watch Carmelo Anthony and see where he got his game from, just watch Bernard King highlights because that man was a monster. Unfortunately, like I said, he did get hurt, but when he was playing. He was cold, and obviously the you know the game that everybody mentions mostly is his sixty point game on Christmas when he was playing with the Knicks. But uh, yeah, Bernard King is my Bernard King is my, Bernard King would be my power forward on the all time NBA team, all time NBA New York team. Yeah, it's got to be a discussion about him being at you know spread four or Bob McAdoo because Bob McAdoo well Bob McAdoo was a five, and that was a shooter. He was like the first like. You know, the spread five. He was spreading the floor, but playing the five and shooting it like he was a shooting guard. Right. You know? Yeah. There was, yeah. 
Bernard King is kind of like those guys, like the Bernard Kings, the Bob McAdoo's, like some of those guys are really like prototypes for the positionless basketball that we saw today. They were just ahead of their time. And even granted they were ahead of the time and yeah, they might not have fit, but those guys were dropping numbers. So yeah, man, go watch Bernard King about McAdoo highlights. Them, them people were cold. No, watch the full games. Watch. You know what? You're right, Banks. I'm, I'm slacking. Show your work. Watch the full. If you can find the full games, I know the full games are hard to find, but if you can, bro, just get whatever you can on those guys' highlights because those guys were ahead of their time, respectively, both of them. Yeah, I. You know, you're right about that. Like some of these games, they don't have the full ones, but for the most part, it's games that I'm surprised that they'll have. Right. That you can watch in full. Like it's certain games yeah. from the '70s that you can watch in full. So, yeah. You know. Oh, they they definitely gotta have they definitely gotta have an R King games. But uh at my four, I'm going with Kawhi Leonard, a four time all star, two time NBA champion, two time finals MVP, six time all defensive first team selection, four time all NBA selection, two time defensive player of the year, and he just turned twenty nine, which is crazy. And he has all those accomplishments. I mean, his career point uh, average isn't that high. It's only 18.7, but he averaged six rebounds, two assists, which I thought would be more. Field goal percentage is 49, which is crazy, and then 38% for three. All this by 29 years old. I mean, yeah, respectfully. He got traded, and then in that first year with Toronto, he brought them their only title. So. Yeah, I'm gonna give I I could give you that, you know, with considering where you're putting the positions, like Bernard King was cold, but like what Kawhi's done, and he's not even 30 yet is incredible. So I think I, I Yeah, and the thing is too, when he was with the Spurs, remember he was like in that 2017 playoffs, he was starting to become their go-to scorer and he was playing on both ends of the court until unfortunately uh Dude stepped on his foot. I forgot his name. Zaza. He played the five on the Warriors. Zaza Pachulia, yeah, Zaza Pachulia. Chaos agent. He's, he's a dirty player. He did that when he was with the Mavs, if I'm not mistaken. He's done that with the Hawks. Everywhere he's been, the Pistons, he's done that. But, right. you know, he stepped on his foot. And it was a case where a lot of people thought, or at least last season when he went to the Clippers, that his D. Defense was kind of slacking a little bit, but that goes to say, you know, with Polio P and most of the other players on that team, they went away from their defensive stance. And maybe it's just because with Kawhi, he's, you know, he's supposed to be the on-ball defender and he's supposed to be the primary scorer, but they went away from that. We'll see this year how it looks. I just know during the preseason, they just look kind of slow. Yeah. They're not moving the ball up the court. They're trying to figure out. And maybe it's because they definitely need an actual point guard. They do. But, Pat you Be- know, even if he doesn't. They ain't going to cut it, bro. I mean, he never could cut it. He couldn't cut it when he was with the Rockets. Yeah. I mean, the Clippers as well. He just, he not that, he's not that point guard, you know. Nah. The best thing Russ has ever said is he got y'all, he be tricking y'all. He got y'all fooled. He just be doing a lot of stuff, running up and down the court. Running. He not doing nothing. Running on a beach in Tim's thinking, you got me fall from New York, brother. You can't fool me because you're running in Tim's. I'm sorry. 
Well, he's from the West Side of Chicago, so it probably was Birdman Lugs. Nah, nah, nah. Pat Bev, a real West Side of Chicago OG. I, I've heard, I've heard things. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, so, you would hear things about that. West Side of Chicago people are insane. I don't, you know. <laughs> that's all I'll say. But yeah, but yeah. I, I'm from Kawhi. But yeah. All right, uh, center. Uh, I I feel bad, bro, because I keep going back to the past. But Kareem, you got bro. In in a way, oh yeah, um. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad because like I was like because I asked. That's why I was making sure like, yo, do you want me to go back to a certain time? Because if we're going to all times, like I guess I don't know. Maybe with LA, the crop of talent has been recent. You know what yeah, I'm saying? We like, started right. up in the past like twelve years. Like right. I didn't even put on Brandon Jennings. Yeah, like whereas in New York, like I I mean, we'll go into my honorable mentions that are from New York, but I got like let me see actually, because I have my list pulled up. Cause I actually thought of I had like 15 players, but like I had the I thought about it like like I said, how we doing it. Like I was like, let me put a starting five out of the 15 that I could choose, and then I'll I will talk about the honorable mentions that I had, but um I mean, out of those, I had one, two. I only had two players that are, I mean, and maybe two or three that are recently retired, but two that are current, and that's about it. But I'll get into those. But, I mean, my center is, I mean, the formerly known as, the, the man formerly known as Lou Alcindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, do I really have to go down this man's stat list? Do I really have to do that? Because he was born in Manhattan. Played high school at Power Memorial, which is like a was a very prestigious high school. And do I really have to go down his list? It's entirely up to you, bro. Hey, you, you know, want to give a brief history lesson? Go ahead. It, but he, you he know, got a I'll lot. Just say this. He got a lot, bro. I'll say this. Yeah, just go with NBA because if you go from high school to the collegiate oh, no, level, no, no, like no, he no, never no, lost. We won't go into nah UCLA. He didn't lose anything. Listen, the man won all the titles and final four most outstanding. Listen, anything you could have done in college, Kareem Abdul Jabbar did it. So we'll just go to the NBA stuff. All right, six, six time NBA champion, two time NBA Finals MVP, six time MVP, six time MVP, nineteen. Nobody else has done that. Sorry to cut you off. He's the only person to have six MVPs. Nah, go ahead, bro. We 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 giving this man his flowers. Uh, ten time All NBA first team, five time All NBA second team, five time All NBA defensive first team, six time defensive second team, Rookie of the Year and All Rookie first team, two time scoring champion, rebounding champion, four time blocks leader. Obviously, in the fiftieth anniversary All Time team. Those are his NBA. Those are his NBA uh statistics. And he has two he has two uh championships as, as an assistant coach from the Lakers from 09 to 2010. Um I mean do I have to get points assist rebounds and assists? Uh 24.6 points per game, 11.2 rebounds per game, 3.6 assists per game, and he played 20 years. Yep. And I mean at the time he retired. 37,000 points that won't get past 38,000. 38,387. At the time of his that retirement, at age 42, LeBron, 20 year NBA career, his team succeeded in making the playoffs 18 times, got past the first round 14 times, and re- he reached 10 NBA finals. He, When he retired in 89, he was the all time leader in points scored, games played, minutes played, field goals, field goals made, field goal attempts, block shots, defensive rebounds, career wins, and personal fouls. He is still the all time leader in points scored, field goals made, and career wins. And his third all-time in both rebounds and block shots. 
granted, I'm one of those people when you look at history and obviously, you know, I was born in 91. So like when I was, I my first memories of Jordan and obviously I got older, there was Kobe and now LeBron. But when people say Kareem is the best of all time, I do not argue that. Because that motherfucker won. <laughs> Bro, any opportunity you can win in, he did do it. And he was the best at his position for, I mean, if you want to keep it a buck since high school, he was the best at his position for damn near 30 years of his life. That is incredible. So, I mean, what else I got to say, man? Kareem, shout to the God. No, Kareem, it's always been the case, like you just said, where some people debated that he's better than Jordan. And if you want to look at it, I mean, it's right there. I can't, I cannot argue that ever. You tell me, Kareem's about like, I'm like, yo, you got it. Cool. Yeah, because, you, know? you know, to be clear, Jordan is the first non big man to dominate a game. Let's just say that. Because Kareem is from the era where if you're seven foot, you can, you can win a game for your team, especially if you're that skilled at right. height. So for him, you know, for once again, that's a credit to Jordan to be that great. And he wasn't the tallest player, you know, on his team or in the league to dominate in that in that multitude. But yeah, no, Kareem is definitely at least the second greatest player of all time. I'm still gonna go with Jordan, but Kareem is second. And then where you put LeBron, I would say three, but no, Kareem is two. Uh <laughs> My five loses. Uh, I'm going with Tyson Chandler. Tyson is, you know, he was born in Hanford, which is uh, outside of Fresno up north. But then he moved to Riverside at nine years old. But then he went to high school in Compton. So this one is a kind of a cheat because he was technically born up north, but he moved to Riverside, which is not that far from L.A. It's probably a two-hour drive from L.A. But then he went to Dominguez High in Compton. Dominguez is actually where uh, KDOT went to. So not Compton High. Right. right. And, yeah, I've uh, heard. I've heard. Yeah, played 19 years in the league compared to Kareem's 20. Well, you know, Tyson's still there, but he just, I guess he's just on the Rockets bench just there. Uh, yeah, he got the Udonis Haslam position. He getting yeah, paid which, just to coach. Which isn't bad. You know, let, let the vets I mean, get sure. Yeah, that's a fact. And uh, eight point eight points, nine rebounds, point eight assists. Uh, 2011-2012 defensive player of the year, I believe. With the Knicks, with the Knicks. Yeah, that's after he left the Mavs. He went to get it yep. back and get that. Uh, All NBA selection, 2011-2012 with the Knicks. Three-time All Defensive First Team selection. Uh, in 2000. 11 NBA champion with the Dallas Mavericks. So, yep. It's funny too because when you really think about those baby bulls era, you think none of them failed. And you probably, Tyson Chandler was probably the least, I don't want to say least likely to succeed, but when you come to talking about like Ron Artest and Eddie Curry and Tyson, like, I mean, Ron, yes, Ron Artest did succeed, did succeed. He did really well. And like, we, we could talk about Ron, yo. That's the wild part, bro. This the my fight was so good. I couldn't even put Ron on this list. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about that. I'm like, what did yeah. Ron start at Yeah, the three the I'm I'm gonna explain the three log there, there was a log jam at three, but I'll explain that. But yeah, like 
you know, Tyson, considering, you know, he kind of had his shortcomings as well as, like, they all had their, I mean, Ron Artest really out of those three was, like, the most, I guess has the most accolades or is the most has the most notoriety. But if you really look at, like, what's how Tyson Chandler started, like, he had a very good career. I mean, I know it's it's basically over. Like, if we really want to be honest, he's just being a bench player. But, you know, he finally came into his own with Dallas. And then, you know, he had this, he had a couple great years with the Knicks and then left. And, you know, he had a couple great years after that. But, I mean, Chandler had a very solid career. If you really look at the scope of everything. Yeah, I think. I think a lot of people think you got to come to the NBA and you're supposed to make an impact or become an all-star. That's not how it works. It's players that are better than you, believe it or not. So for him to have a 20, you know, almost 20 year career. And now in the past two years, he's basically just been a player coach. That's not bad because after he's done with that, he could actually probably become a coach somewhere. Yeah. I think he'll, he'll get, he'll get a job, you know, either, you know, probably, you know, obviously, Maybe during the summer, helping guys, you know, helping centers out, like on some Hakeem Olajuwon post classes thing, or he'll be an assistant coach. I think I think he'll 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 have some. He has a he has a career in coaching. I don't know what, but I think he'll be okay. Right. Absolutely. All right. So, I'm okay. Uh, we going to our six men, basically. Even though we only Damn, got five, so our five men hard to choose because. Do you want to go to six man? Do you want to actually just name the players that we could have had that just didn't make it? Because I got a bunch. I'm gonna just name them, and you can name yours. You want to do that? Okay. Yeah, we can just do that because I got my five, and then you just name however many you want. All right. So the two current players that I had that are from New York are obvious. Are which one shot the Rice High School legend Kemba Walker? And Donovan Mitchell. Granted, Donovan Mitchell is from Westchester and Westchester, excuse me. And then he played in Westchester for two or three years. And then I think he went to Connecticut. He played a ball in Connecticut for his last year. Um, at like a at like a day school, at like a boarding school. I forgot, but um, yeah, Donovan Donovan's from New York because actually his pops pitched for the New York Mets and works for player. He actually still works in the player relations department for them. That's why you see him like everyone, like when a baseball season starts, he comes. He's always wearing like Mets jerseys and shit. That's mm-hmm. why, because it's pass play for them. I also had, um, of course, Stephon Marbury, Chris Mullen, who's from Brooklyn, Lamar Odom, Lenny Wilkins is actually from Bedsty. A lot of people don't know that. You know, we know him for his coaching, but as a player, he was a very—he was actually a really good player, Lenny Wilkins. Um, no, he, he was. Led the Sonics to a title as a player coach. Um, I did put Ross Strickland in there because Ross Strickland, I feel like, is an urban legend and deserves his flowers. Um, and Mark Jackson, those are that was that was my other list. Um, there's obviously the guys who, you know, you had your um, you have Connie Hawkins who was a four-time All-Star, but he played a pretty short career. He kind of started late and ended early. If you don't know who Connie Hawkins is, he was probably one of the early dunkers as well. A little bit around the time of Dr. Jackson. He played for the played Suns, for the right? Suns, right? He played for the Suns. That's correct. So Connie Hawkins is another guy, too. And then, you know, you have your streetball legends. You know, you have your Skip to My Lose and Pee Wee Kirkland and Earl Manigal and them type of dudes. But those are my those are the other people I had in my honorable mentions that were on the bench. But compared to the, the five that I chose, they couldn't just 
I couldn't I couldn't choose those guys over though. I couldn't choose I couldn't pick them over the five that I chose. So all right, man. What's your LA? What's your LA? What are your honorable mentions that you had that slip? Hold on. Why you didn't name Johnny Flynn? Bro, excuse me, bro. That man is not from New York, bro. He played college ball at Syracuse. <laughs> I I beg to differ. I mean, he ain't from New York, New York, but he from Niagara Falls, which is in New York. I mean, that is true, but that's upstate though. I kind of I kind I try to keep it as New York City as possible. Technically, the farthest out would be Donovan and Dr. J, but like, they're still like Long Island. Even though it's Long Island, it's still considered like the greater New York, New York City area, I guess, because it's accessible to New York. And like I said, Dr. J was like a playground legend. Like he was playing at Rucker Park. He was playing Earl Manigault and Connie Hawkins and and all those dudes. So, but yeah, I feel you. Why you chose Johnny Flynn? But nah, man, I can't. I couldn't do that, bro. Yo, he he was killing on that team. That college team was it? it was Syracuse, it was right? Yeah, he was cold with Syracuse. Cause remember they had that one game between them and UConn. The season like time game. Yeah, I remember watching that game live, and I was like, "All right, man." And I, that game, I was on Western Standard Time, and I tapped out. Yeah, you was. I was like, "Yo, I was, I was on Western. I was on Pacific Standard Time, and I was like, no, I'm good, like a, That game fifth, ended like OT, a, almost two in the morning." I think Kemba. I yeah, think Kemba Eastern played, Standard I think, Time. It did. I think Kemba played that game. Uh, I know Wesley Johnson was there. Yeah, it was Wesley Johnson. Um, who was it? Uh, fuck. Who else was it? Um, was Eric Devendorf there? Yo, we naming names right now. Oh my god! Actually, I'm gonna tell you right now. Six overtime game. I actually pulled it up. The game started at 9:36 p.m. It ended at 1:22 a.m. On Eastern Time. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that game like it was yesterday. I wish they showed the freaking the, the stats of it, but I'm gonna look for it actually and I'm gonna I'm gonna pull them up. I'm but yeah, look go ahead. For the full game. Yeah, I gotta I gotta look for the actual full game. Actually uh, right now. Johnny Flynn had 34 points, nine for 24, 16 for 16. The points leader for UConn was AJ Price. Stanley Robinson, rest in peace, was the rebound leader. 14 rebounds. And Paul Harris from Syracuse at 22. Assist. Johnny Flynn had 34 and 11. AJ Press had 33 and 10. And that's cool. crazy. And and that last, get the last couple points, that was a stretch, bro. Six OTs. Nah, that was pain. Yeah, Eric Devendorf was there. Bro, Johnny Flynn played 67 minutes. Yeah, you spent, bro. <laughs> 67 and you remember Andy Rollins? He played 50. Bruh, I'm, I'm good. After about 56, bruh, Eric Devidor played 61 minutes, bro. Paul Harris played 56. Oh my God, bruh. This Kemba Walker actually played that game, but he played terribly. Kemba Walker had 50, played 52 minutes. He went four for 18, 0 for 7 for three point. He had eight points and 11 rebounds and two assists. You know they was tired, bro. When Kemba Walker has 11 rebounds. Bruh, for real. That is hilarious. And he only like 5'10". Like bruh, <laughs> you know when Kemba Walker gets 11 rebounds, bro. That's a long night because there's no way. But, yeah, that was the that was the 6 OT game. That happened at 09. Yeah, that game ended at yeah, 1, 22 in the morning. 
I ain't got it, bro. Cause out here, Eastern Standard Time so trash. When it when it's like 11, 11 30, I'm like, all right, bro. Hey, Amen. I don't think my body ever gonna be used to this ever. Then, you know what's crazy? I felt I feel that way about like the West Coast. Like when I go to the West, like it was weird because you know, like I went to San Diego with my with my with my lady. Like was it like a year or two ago? And it was great. Like, I didn't mind it. But then it was sometimes I was watching games. I'm like, yo, it's only 5 o'clock and the Knicks are playing? Like, what the hell? It was weird. Like, it, beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. I, I, mean, I like it. But then at the same time, at 10 o'clock when I'm tired, I'm like, damn, I wish I could stay up to like 12 at least. But I, I feel it, you know? It's beautiful. Inside the NBA goes off at 11 o'clock. It's off yeah, the Yeah, I know. Y'all, y'all living great, bro. We want here. We're deep. Shit. I'll be sleeping. My eyes be looking my eyes be looking crazy. I be looking like Uncle Ruckus and shit, trying to watch Inside the NBA after a West Coast game. Oh, so you be looking like Charles Barkley with the <laughs> Uncle Ruckus package. Listen, Ernie. It's funny. We had a discussion about Charles Barkley earlier, and I said, like, the only thing I respect about – the only thing I like about Charles Barkley is how he played, his jerseys, and his sneakers. That's about it. That's it. That's all you need, bro. That's all we need, bro. Aside from that, he just a, he a fucking doof. You know, that chip, bro. That chip been activated for years. <laughs> the chip. Bro, how you have a permanent cone chip? Hey, that's what he be doing, bro. It's just, hey, money, money. Uh, what's that young nudie saying? Look what money make a bitch do. That's about right. Because he up here having those ways, bro. That's a... F- but yeah, so let me do my let me go through my honorable mentions real quick. Uh Gilbert Arenas, legend, Clay Thompson, DeMar DeRozan. And I hated picking this pick, but I had to go with Paul Pierce. Uh and then Bill Walton. Who's from San Diego. Bill Walton is from San Diego, but you know, it's two, three hour drive from LA. And we don't have we don't do well with centers. Like we don't have centers. We just got like a bunch of smaller players. We got guards. If y'all need guards, we got guards. Yeah, you may, you may. Yeah, actually, I think about it. Yeah, LA don't really have like center centers like that. That's really Bill Warren and Tyson Chandler. Demar Derozan was a high school legend, though. Oh yeah, high school and uh, U- USC. USC. That's the last time I went to a USC game was to watch him play. I didn't go see Taj Gibson play, who's from New York as well. Yeah, but you know, I would respectfully he wasn't in the honorable mentions because, like, compared to everybody else, yeah, Taj Gibson. I think is from Fort Greene. I think in Brooklyn. Yeah, he's from Fort Greene. Taj Gibson. Campbell Walker's from Soundview in the Bronx, but. Shout out to Kemba Walker, man. I hope he gets well better, man. I'm tired. I'm tired of people slandering the, the Bronx legend. Facts. It's like, yo, I had the whole Charlotte on my back. I'll be tired too. Shit, that's what I said. Even though, you know, he, I want him to come to New York, but I, I mean, listen, bro. I'm glad he's having greener pastures in bro, and hopefully he has greener pastures in Boston. The main streets of Boston. Of Boston. I hate those city edition jerseys. Have you seen them? Yeah, I don't like any of those. Man, the only jersey I would probably rock right now, besides the Bulls, is the Heat. That's it. Like, I'm not 
you know, I got a jersey collection, but it's yeah, like all like retro throw throwbacks. You know, right. I couldn't get the throwbacks in 03 when it was three hundred dollars. But I got so you got you got to make up for it. I feel you. I feel the same way. Trust sure. me. But you know what's funny? I actually like the Knicks one now. I hated it at first, but now I don't think I don't know if the Dipset commercial got me to like them. <laughs> and even though like I'm not a Kith person because I feel like Kith is gentrified streetwear. Yeah, and that's another discussion for another day. But I actually like the maybe you know what it is too. I like that they use the Nike NYC logo because nobody really uses that. That was like a very very popular thing in the two thousands. I don't know if you saw the next one. Like it has the instead of the Nike, the actual just the, the swoosh. It has the, the the NYC swoosh logo on it, which I thought was a nice touch, considering like you know how much New York has in connection with Nike. But I mean, some of those jerseys are cold, but. That oh, I don't know. Some of them are terrible. I don't mind. Yeah, I, have, I haven't seen them. I just saw that you know Dipset did a twentieth uh, reunion, and they was freestyling about that. Hey man, shout to Cam, shout Cameron, Cameron, Cameron Giles. Excuse me, should have been in my honorable mention. I apologize. I told you that. I'm like, you should have put him on your list. He's my celebrity honorable mention because he actually was nice. Giles, but he he played, but he played like in college too, right? Before he, he went, left, well, nah, he was in a he was he played for man, I think it was Manhattan Center, was his high school that he played for. He was killing it. That's why he says, like, I did 30 and they did me dirty or something like that. Because the so with New York, how it works is the PS, there's there's the CHSAA, which is like the Catholic High School Association. So that's like, um, like Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith is from Queens, Kenny Smith is in like a did really well in New York, too. He played for Archbishop Malloy, which is based out of Queens. Um, That's but where, like, uh, played as well, right? If I remember correctly, yes, I'm gonna double check that now. But um, like um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think who was home. I'm gonna tell you right now, Mark Jackson. Now, Mark Jackson was uh, Bishop Lachlan. That's in Brooklyn. Okay. And then Chris Mullen played. Uh, What'd you say? RIP to Escalade. Escalade. Rest, rest in peace to Escalade. Escalade. Yeah, rest in peace to Escalade. I actually went to that. I actually went to that N1 mixtape tour when it was popping. They had a I'm game still, in New York and Professor the game winner. Yeah, I'm still pissed. I never got a chance to go when it was in LA. It was legendary, man. But yeah, I actually Escalade did play that game. So yes, rest in peace to Escalade. And then Chris Mullen went actually went to the same high school Kareem Abdul Jabbar went to like right before it closed down. He went to Power Power Memorial, but um, oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Cam Cam was nice in high school, but he was getting recruited. But then you know, he got it. His grades weren't that good. So then they told him, "Yo, go to a JUCO." Then he went to a JUCO in Texas. But then that's when he was wilding out, like he was robbing people and selling drugs and shit. And then he got he got caught up. So they had to send him. So then they sent him back to um. They sent him, you know, they sent him back to, to Harlem, and that's when, you know, he decided to pick up rapping. And then Mace played too, but Mace wasn't as nice as Cam. Right. Yeah, one day we got to talk about how, like, the rappers that actually were good basketball players. Oh, And we some can... of them should have tried to just stay with basketball like Davies, but, you know, I didn't want to say no names. I, I knew you was going to say Davies. It's okay. But, honestly, Davies was – Davies was nice, too. I mean, he played ball in D.C., though, 
But he I played. Think he, uh, did he play for Oak Hill? Or he was just on some team with KD? No, he was on the AAU team. It was him, KD, Michael Beasley, Grievous Vasquez. That's a name. And I think that was I think that was it actually. Let me double check that though. Let me see, because I remember it was him. Because he's always talked about he and KD were cool, like, like he knows his brother and everything. But um, but yeah, he played. He went to he went to Towson. He actually got a scholarship. He played in Towson, and then he played in Richmond, and then he dropped out. So yeah, he was uh. Yeah, oh yeah. He played in the A he played in the AAU team with Ty Lawson, Grievous Vasquez, KD, and Michael Beasley. Grievous mm. Vasquez, did he play for the Hornets? I know he was a center, right? No, he was a point guard. He played for the Hornets though, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I remember him. Yeah, he's a coach in the G League. He played uh he got he got drafted by Memphis. That's who he got drafted by. Yeah, I just remember from the Hornets, because the Hornets, they would just put like random people on their team for Chris. Like this help yeah, he, it was. Yeah, he was Chris Paul's backup for a little while. But yeah, he, he played on an AU team with all those guys. And then he went to Towson and then he dipped because like he had an issue with the coaching. Then he went to Richmond, then he had an issue with that. He kind of explained I think he explained it in an interview. He was saying like they he would just didn't like the way that they played. He was like, yeah, like, they would play, like, the Princeton offense and shit. He's like, I'm not a Princeton offense guy. Like, the way I play ball. And then, then he started running into legal trouble, and that's when he started rapping. And it's crazy because, yo, he got a nice-ass jump shot. Like, they show videos of him just shooting. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how some of them guys, they be having that old-ass 90s for him. Yeah. Like, East, East could shoot, bro. Like he was showing sure, what's his name, Chris Brickley and shit, because he and Chris Brickley are like mad cool with each other. And they, they show him just showing up to the gym and just shooting hoops. And he's he's pretty nice. But yeah, we gotta have a basketball ball player discussion. Who's the nicest one? Because Cameron comes to mind, East comes to mind, two chains comes to mind. We yeah, I mean, we gotta just do not just East Coast and West Coast, but we gotta do like just all around because Chicago got some people because Dirk could play. Yeah, and Dirk could play as well. So we got Dirk you know. is yeah, Dirk is nice too. You know who Dirk really shoot really shoots like? He like he's like a shorter version of he kind of shoots like a shorter version of Allen Houston. That's hilarious. No, but like that's a great thing because Allen Houston was nice. Man, listen, Allen Houston was nice, bro. Yeah, man, Michael Red, Michael Red, bro. That was Michael automatic. Red, bro. Oh my God, we we could we could talk about Michael Red, bro. Shout out to Michael Red, wherever he is. Man, yeah, what a he had a front office job with the Bucks. I don't think so though. Man, he listen, man. He had a couple cold years. He won a gold medal. That's a good career to me. Hey, no, for real. But yeah, we about to get up out of here, bro. Uh, I appreciate you for coming through. Nah, thanks for having me again, man. This is all no, right, you, bro. You, you know, know. Man, you text me, bro. I, I, I make it work, man. I'm always gonna pull up because you're good people, and I like to all I like. I like to work with good people and on good people only. So, nah, you already know what the business is, and we already talked about you know everything we gonna set up for the future. But you know, go right. ahead and get your plug in, brother. Let them know where they can find you. All right, man. So y'all can follow me on Twitter and on, um, excuse me, you'll follow me on Twitter at who is original. That's W H O I S 
O R I G I N E L. Um, I also have a SoundCloud where I make some bl- where I make blends on the side. It's the same uh, thing as my Twitter. Um, I mean, if you're on Clubhouse, follow the two clubs I, re- I help moderate, um, which is We Are Sports, which is a sports based club where we talk about everything like, you know, college, baseball, all types of, you know, everything that's not basketball, basketball, we do basketball stuff, but just follow that as well as attack the rim, which is the more uh, basketball based club where we talk about all things basketball. And also, um, yeah, man, just shout out to, you know, everybody who listens, shout out to everybody who supports me. You know, I totally appreciate it, man. Shout out to you. Thanks for having me on here, bro. It's much appreciated. Man, that's all love. You already know we're going to work on some stuff together as well. So You're already, bro. But as usual, you know, follow me at uh, Banks No Rest 2 on IG and Twitter, B-A-N-K-S-N-O-R-E-S-2. See everything that's going on with me. Shouts out to Guessing from the Stands with Earl, Random Max Podcast. Shout out to Bruce, Barbershire Network. Shout out uh, to everybody, man. Black Wrestling Podcast, Black Announce Table, Public Enemies. Yeah, I shout out everybody else except for my own stuff, but y'all know where to find me at. Yeah, man. This this man literally lives his Twitter name. He just he be recording podcasts every I'm like, Brandon, you have another podcast, bro? Gee, I, I'm just trying to make enough money man. so I can disappear. I'm just trying to make enough podcast I, money I could just, you know. I feel you, bro. Once I get them couple bags, bro, I'm going to change my social security number. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I'm going to find a way. Listen, man. All <laughs> I want to do is just make enough so I can holler at Candace Payton and just not have to be on the internet. Bro, you hard holler. <laughs> yo, you too much, though. <laughs> All right, um, man. But, yo, thanks for having me again, bro. Good looking out, man. It's nothing. So, more to come, brother. All uh, right, you got it. Oh, you already know. All right, y'all. All right, later.